Hello, and welcome to Brand Boldly with Brooke. I'm your host, Brooke Logan, and I'm here to help online entrepreneurs like you put more you, your voice, your personality, your you-ness into your online presence so you can stand out boldly and grow a fully engaged audience that resonates deeply with your message. Because here's the truth. Your experiences give you a different perspective. Your flaws give you relatability. And trust me all, being more you online magnetizes your ideal clients to you like a chip to a big old bowl of queso. Just let me teach you how to use it. Let's dig in. Hey everyone, welcome to our very first live training session. I'm so excited to do this. Before I start, since this is the first one, I just kind of wanted to talk about my intentions for these calls. Sometimes these might be like, I don't know, 30 minutes long or 10 minutes long. I'm going to try to stay away from anything really long because ain't nobody got time for that. So I'm going to try to keep these short and sweet and just, you know, super valuable information that you can actually (laughs) implement and use. Today, we're going to talk about brand archetypes a little bit. Your archetype helps you understand how to articulate and personify all the characteristics of yourself, (laughs) basically, so people can get to know you faster and like you and buy from you faster. (laughs) So there are four basic things to understand about branding and how to use your archetype. Cool? So number one is that you are your brand, okay? You, you, you are your brand. (laughs) Like, you are your differentiator. You are your special sauce. Special sauce, I think that's weird when people say that. I don't really like that term. But your unique selling proposition or value proposition or whatever marketing word you want to use for it, you are what sets you apart from everyone else. So that's why one of my core values is community over competition. Because I 127% believe that there's no such thing as competition. I can do the exact same thing and provide the exact same service as someone else But it doesn't matter because you're attracted to me because of me and because of my personality and because of how I present the information. Or you're attracted to them and you think I'm weird and that's cool too. (laughs) I I am my brand. You are your brand. So that's where those archetypes are going to play the biggest role. So like for me, I'm the creator. And you've noticed too, I'm sure, that nobody fits into one archetype perfectly. (laughs) We're humans. We have more than one side. So... How it works is you have a primary archetype and then you have sub-archetypes that are complementary to it. So my primary archetype is the creator. That means obviously I'm creative, but there's so much more to it than that. Like one of my strengths is nonlinear thinking is what people call it in psychology world. But basically I can visualize an end result and reverse engineer the steps to figure out how to get there. That's that's hard for a lot of people. (laughs) A lot of people need like, tell me to do this and this and this. Tell me exactly what to do and exactly how to do it. I don't need that. (laughs) I I can think about things backwards, I guess, is the best way to describe it. But then if you try to just use that primary archetype in your branding, it's going to be kind of (laughs) boring. Like you need more to it than that. And I, that's where most brands get hung up is they try to just be one thing for everyone and try to um, try to please everyone and try to attract as many people as possible. Whereas what I 
teach through the brand archetypes is almost the exact opposite. Like you want to use your personality, one, because you just want to be you and you don't want to be fake all the time, <laughs> but also you want to use it to attract the people who are really going to like you. So that's where we get into number two, your ideal client. So your ideal clients are the ones, one, that you want to work with. <laughs> that was one of the main problems when I first started doing, I, I started out as a graphic designer, if you didn't know that, um, and I graduated with a graphic design degree and I had a job and I decided that I wanted to own my own business though, so I was going to freelance on the side. So I did that for a while and I decided that I hated humans <laughs> and everyone sucked and it was terrible because I was attracting the wrong type of clients. Like I was getting the people who would just ask for discounts all the time and not show up on time and just didn't value what I was doing. So the that's the first part of the ideal client is the ones that you actually want to work with. Like you want the people who see the value in what you do and you want them to respect your time and all of those good things. The way that you find them is by understanding that they also have an archetype. So just like you have an archetype, your ideal clients have an archetype and you got to do a little research to want to figure out what you want and then research those people like go find them and actually talk to them and understand what their struggles are understand what their goals are where they want to be and understand their archetype and then that's how you're able to communicate with them in a way that they just get it and they just get what you do and they love you <laughs> that's the goal right and then they give you money that's the other goal but ideal clients are like you've probably heard that from every single person on the internet if you are in the business group world like ideal clients they will beat you over the head with ideal client workbooks and it's super important it really is like I don't mean to downplay it because it, it's the number one and most important thing probably to focus on but where the archetypes come in is understanding them and then actually applying that ideal client research to every single thing that you do going forward you have to actually take the research and apply it. What I see happen a lot of times is I'm working with someone and I ask them, you know, who's your ideal client? And they'll say, oh, I work with women between 20 and 60. I'm like, mm, that's not specific enough. How you connect with your ideal clients, you want to, basically you want to join the conversation that they're already having inside their own head. They're, you know, trucking along or trying to get to their goal if you are talking about stuff over here that they don't really care about, even if they really need it, they're not going to connect with you. So you have to join the conversation they're already having in their head. That's where that ideal client research comes in, and that's when you apply it. Cool? The third thing about branding, number three, is that you have incredible value to offer. And if you don't, then you shouldn't have a business. <laughs> so you have something super valuable to offer to your clients in order to have a good brand. So what that means is they are able to get get results, get whatever the results you're trying to give them. That one's pretty easy. That's the content. You should have that down. If you don't, <laughs> you can't have a good brand. Like this is step two after you kind of develop your your brand, or I'm sorry, develop your, your business concept and your process and all that stuff. So, so come back after you have that, if you don't have that yet. Cool. 
Okay, so then the last thing is the one that everybody is always excited about and I get the most questions about is the design. Like most people associate branding with design. Hopefully you've already kind of realized that it's so much more than just your design and your logo and your colors and all that stuff and it's super fun. It is. But you have to have all of these other things in place before you can get to the design. <laughs> so I've already seen a couple questions and I get emailed these questions all the time like yes I'm the creator or I'm the lover archetype and I'm so excited I want to do these colors and I want a logo like this I'm like okay cool that's awesome but who's your ideal client and they're like oh well I don't know yet <laughs> okay so design comes last you have to have all those other pieces in place because otherwise how are you going to how are you going to create designs that connect with them if they don't if you don't even know who they are right Design comes last. That's the four things. We'll do a quick recap. You are your brand. You are what makes you different. Number two, your ideal clients love you. You have to figure out who they are and then find them and talk to them and figure out how to speak their language. <laughs> Number three, you have to have something valuable to offer. If you don't, go figure that out first and then come back and try to build a brand. And four, design comes last. Do design at the very end and then you will be good. And you know what, number five, you can do it. <laughs> Throw that in there too. It's, it's super easy to get discouraged and like overwhelmed with all of this stuff, but it does take work. I'm not gonna say that it's easy by any means. If it's easy, everybody would have a badass brand and it, you know, <laughs> the world would be perfect, but it's not like that. So don't get discouraged and be willing to dig a little bit deeper than you're willing to do initially, like push yourself a little bit, go, you know, beneath the initial surface level and put in the work and it will be worth it for you. Cool? Awesome. Okay. Bye. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you had as much fun as I did with this episode. If you loved it, please consider sharing this episode with a friend giving us a five-star review and subscribing to brand boldly with Brooke. So you'll get notified when each new episode drops. And if you want more right now, head over to brooke-logan.com slash podcast where all the goodies are waiting for you. See you soon.